analyse his famous cameos, or maybe it should be to honour the creativity of the man by discussing and ranking all of the movies based on the universe of characters that he created. Yes. Yes, I believe that is what we should do. So, some rules. Stanley has written for almost every character Marvel has ever produced, and a lot of non-Marvel ones as well, but I'm only including films here featuring lead characters that Stan himself created, which means no Punisher films, no Blade films, no Elektra, no Ghost Rider, no Howard the Duck, no Big Hero 6, no Man-Thing, even though Stan provided the few sentences of initial inspiration for the character that was then fleshed out by Roy Thomas and Jerry Conway. No Captain America films, even though Stan invented Falcon, Black Widow and Peggy Carter. No Guardians of the Galaxy films, even though Stan invented Groot. No Venom, even though Stan invented Spider-Man. And no Deadpool or Wolverine-specific films, even though Stan invented the X-Men. So X-Men, yes. Deadpool and Wolverine, no. Most controversially of all, I'm not including Infinity War, which is partly because on the Wikipedia page for the film, it lists 19 characters under starring, and I counted them up, and Tiffany B can verify this. Indeed. Uh, Nine of them were stand creations, and ten were not stand creations, which would mean that the chief protagonists were mostly non-stand characters. So partly because of that reason, and partly because by cutting Infinity War you end up with a list of 30. And it's always nicer to work with a nice round number. I have, as ever, as mentioned, the Joan Lee to my Stan Lee, the love of my life, Tiffany B, to oversee, comment, question and challenge my picks as she sees fit. She will also present not her list of 30 films ranked perfectly because she's not a weirdo like me, but the gold, silver, bronze of her top three of these 30 movies and her bottom three as well, which we'll get to as we go through. So, with these qualifications out of the way... Let's get on with my with the list of my favourite movies starring characters created by Stan Lee in reverse order. And so just as a side note... Yes. This also doesn't include Guardians of the Galaxy, correct? Yes. Did you say that? I did. Sorry, I didn't hear that one, but that's correct. Yes, to reiterate, no Guardians okay. of the Galaxy, even though the character of Groot is a Stan Lee creation. Okay. Star-Lord, Drax, Gamora, Rocket... Or not got you okay so i've i've painstakingly gone through <laughs> and done a, used our patented five point rating system for each one of these 30 films yeah that's 150 points it was a wonderful sunday afternoon but as rightly pointed out by you tiffany b if we go through all five points for all of them this podcast is probably going to last about four and a half hours We'd have to break it up. We'd have to break it up. So, we're just going to do a, a brief kind of overview, picking out a couple of key points. We've broken this into... So I've got some one out of fives, some twos, some threes, some fours, and I'll be honest, quite a few five out of fives, because let's be honest, it's superhero films and they're all pretty amazing. Um, okay, so let's start. The worst film, the honour of the worst film... Uh, Featuring protagonists created by Stan Lee, Fantastic. So the most recent, the Josh Trank Fantastic Four film, terrible yes. film, awful reshoots, awful. That I had that one as well. Sorry, just oh, to really? jump in. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Not my worst, but it's my not second your, worst. Your second worst. Yes. Okay. Do you just have terrible memories of the film? I just remember being very like, meh. Yeah. And also confused. 
Yeah. Like, how does that... I remember the tone being really all over the shop. Because it's two films. Yeah. They shoot the first bit and they're like, oh my God, this is super gritty. Yeah. Which isn't really the right thing for Fantastic Four because they're supposed to be bright and happy and a family and, you know, whatever. But at least it's a vision. And then Kate Mara comes in with her platinum blonde hair. Yeah. And then they become the Fantastic Four and it's clobbering time. And yeah. That doesn't fit in with the same thing. No. Come it's two different films. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So we both agree. That's a terrible film. Yes. Uh, next, we've got X-Men Apocalypse. I also had that. Oh! Oh, sorry. No. Fantastic Four wasn't my second worst. This was. <laughs> my Fantastic Four was my third worst. Third worst? So there are two films worse than that. Yes, this one is one of them. is X-Men Apocalypse. Yes. Why do you hate it so much? Because I remember the bad guy in this yes. just got on my nerves. <laughs> and I just thought it was stupid. <laughs> it was just stupid. He was a generic bad guy with no story. No. And no point. And like super duper powers one minute and yeah. then the next minute no powers at all. Yeah. And and no real motivation. No. No real explanation. <laughs> no. Just Yeah. And it's Oscar Nonsense. Isaac. And He's I love great. him. And he is great. So it must have been the story. To just because, pack him under yeah. like apocalypse makeup and not make him do anything. Yeah. Just think, come on guys. What a waste. What a waste. The best part of this, and of course, because these one out of fives all have one good thing. Yes. Fant Forstick, the early part with Reed Richards, yeah. really good. I think he's a really good character, really compelling character. Makes a lot of sense and it just goes off the rails. X-Men Apocalypse. The best part of this was like the last five seconds when they show the new team and they've all got cool kind of more comic... Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. ...centric... Outfits. Outfits on. That's the best part of it. And I, you make me wait two hours for... Uh, next film, Spider-Man 3. Is not on your list. It's not on my list. It's a terrible film. It's a terrible film. It has a dance break in it. In yeah, I was reading about that. I can't villains. remember that. It's just, it's just awful. It's yeah. just not good. But The Sandman is good. So okay. one out of five. I, I was left with a quandary of the two worst Spider-Man films. And it says a lot because I love Spider-Man. So Spider-Man is Tobey Maguire. So it's the third Tobey Maguire one yes. with Topher Grace, Venom yes. and Sandman and... Harry Osborne getting yes. a slice of pie when <laughs> yeah, he's broken up Mary Jane and the waitress goes, how's the pie, Mr. Osborne? And he turns around in his best James Franco shit-eating grin, I believe Americans call it. So good. And it is so good. But the rest of it is... Is that awful. what the one is for? Uh, it might be. Yeah, <laughs> let's say that. Let's say that. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the next worst film. And who's that? That is the second Andrew Garfield one. Uh, where they just spend three quarters of the film setting up future films yeah, and no. don't really tell a story. Yeah. And, it just, it's, and it's so... I've, I watched it fairly recently and I forgot how kind of camp it was, how over the top it is. Yeah. And like the Jamie... The Electro is a terrible character. Oh, yeah. The, there's that, that crazy one, yeah. mad doctor that tortures Electro and he just steps straight off a Joel Schumacher set. It's ridiculous. Terrible. Uh, and then the final one out of five we've got is Daredevil. Which I think a lot of people would probably say is a little bit harsh, but I think is partly informed by my love of the character and how that film mm. just. I saw that on a list, lots of people's lists as very low. Yeah. But I can't remember it, so yeah, it may have been on my list. And it's Ben Hello. Affleck. I love Ben Affleck, and it's I don't think he's a bit risky. Though, I don't think he's terrible in it. In it, but it it just it makes no sense. There, there's a huge fight scene between. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner in a children's playground 
where neither of them have superpowers that allow them to flip around. And they're flipping around and going all over the place. And at this point, he's not even Daredevil. He's just Matt Murdock. So this is a blind man flipping around, landing on like seesaws, and they're balancing. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Terrible. That's a shame. Uh, but that's the last one out of five. So we're out of the one out of fives, guys. We've done it. Woo! Which means that there's, there's the one. worst film. My worst one. Your worst one. Is not even in the one out of fives. For you, yeah. Just isn't opinion a funny thing? It's well, I must admit though. Oh yeah. Little quick side note. Oh sure. That um, the Tobey Maguire films for me, all are rubbish. <laughs> and so I just think I just don't like him, and I found <laughs> them all a little bit annoying. Kind of <laughs> a bit annoying. Um, but I couldn't pick out one. Okay. That I particularly didn't like. Interesting. So. Just all a bit annoying. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I'm fascinated to see what comes up. Uh, next worst film, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Um, so this is the older ones. This yes. is the Jessica Albert. I liked all of them. I think they're fine. I think, that, I mean, two out of five, let's not forget, is a shrug. It's a, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I think it's fine. I, th- I don't think it's as good as the first one, which will crop up in a little bit, um, because it tries to be a bit more serious. Yeah. And I just think that's not what we're doing that's here. Not what this is. Yeah. And the Silver Surfer thing doesn't work. And don't give me a Galactus. If you're gonna, if you're in the silly side of things, which these films are, and I think is their strength, that it's it, it, like you know, I mean, in this one they have the power swapping thing, and Johnny Storm turns into the Rock, yeah, and then the, you yeah. know it's silly. If you're going to do Galactus, you can get away with giving me a guy in with a big, stupid purple helmet. Yeah. Instead of a fucking cloud. Get out of there. Uh, Hulk is the next worst film. Uh, I think a lot of people hate this film. I don't think that's fair. I just think it's, mm, it's not great. And it's weird to do a real kind of in-depth psychological portrait of the Hulk. Yeah. I think. You want to you want to go to a Hulk film at yeah. least to watch him smash stuff up. And when he does smash stuff up it's great. Yeah. But the rest of it is uh... X-Men the Last Stand. Which one's that? That's the third one. Uh so that's the one with the cure and the first kind of dark, the the dark phoenix side of things where Famke Janssen turns super evil. Um and it ends on Alcatraz. Oh, yeah. And there's a really cool shot of the X-Men, like, standing in a line. It's the one with Kelsey Grammer in it as the Beast. Yes. Which is great casting. Yeah. Um, but it's largely not really. It's just too much stuff. Too yeah. much stuff. Uh, and then the first Fantastic Four, which I think is very silly and fine. But isn't but that more, to, like, in your thing of fun and silly and bright and happy? And yeah. For Fantastic Four. Yeah, but absolutely. But still didn't like it. But it's just, yeah, it doesn't... It, I, I mean, there is a, bit, a big chunk of the Fantastic Four films that... They all try and do Doctor Doom, and none of them do him well. Yeah. And I think because he's a... The MCU is eventually going to have to do Doctor Doom, yeah. and I'll be very interested to see what they do with him, because he's such a comic book villain. Yeah. Because he's a, he's a king, yeah. and he comes around in this little kind of green tunic mini dress and a you know metal exoskeleton, and it's, it's all ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so I think they could have done gone a bit more with that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, and we're out of the twos. That's all the twos there were. 
That's all. And we still haven't got to yours. No. So the film that you think is the worst of this list, yes. I think is at least a good film. Yes. <sighs> I think it's going to turn up now. It's got to. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's got to. I'm so excited. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. I think it's a good film. Remind me. So this is the first Andrew Garfield one. Got you. Oh, that's more than a three. I think it's I think it's good. Oh, that's harsh. Um, I think that Why don't you like it? I I think Peter Parker's too cool in it. Oh, he like yeah. has a big skateboard. He's, a he's like, Oh my god, you're like just that. like this cool kind of outsider skateboard kid. I'm like, no, you're a nerd. There are some there I play around with it if you want. But there are certain inalienable Obviously, truths. Obviously, but don't. But there's certain things. Definitely don't play around with it. With certain things. <laughs> certain facts of the character. Otherwise, what, like hair colour or something you're okay with? No. Geek! Not hair colour. Don't you change his He's hair colour. He's a brunette. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man, three out of five. Okay. Thor The Dark World, three out of five. It's the first instance of the MCU um, yeah. the, to, to show up on this list. Yeah. It's good. It's a terrible villain. Who is Christopher Eccleston as Malekith the Accursed, a dark elf who just wants to destroy everything for no real reason. And they have the whole thing with Loki. Is that when Loki dies? Yes. Yeah. But then he doesn't die and he shows up on the throne. Yeah, I don't know. Spoiler alert. Um, And there's too much with... uh, uh, What's her name? Darcy. Natalie Portman's assistant. Like She gets an assistant. And I'm like, you were, you were holding on by a thread in the first Thor, sweetheart. Let's not build up your part, okay? Don't like that. Um, Iron Man 2 is the next one. What happens in Iron Man 2? Uh, Iron Man 2 is the um, introduction of uh, Black Widow, who initially poses as his assistant. Yes. Uh, and I think she's really good. I all love all the Black Widow stuff in there. Um it's with Sam Rockwell, which will always get points from me because yeah. he's the best. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Vanko, the, uh, Mickey Rourke is the bad guy. Yeah. And the ending is just a bit, lots of things fighting each other and it just doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. It felt like there was a lot going on and it wasn't very focused and it was kind of too, let's, in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 kind of way, like let's try and set up too much stuff in the future. Yeah. Like, let's just tell a story here, guys. Yeah. Let's just tell a goddamn story here. Yeah. Let's just do that. Let's just do that. Next up, Spider-Man. Toby Maguire. Toby oh, Maguire okay. with the Green Goblin, with the stupid Green Goblin mask. Yes. Which is a shame because Willem Dafoe is great, but yeah. then they make him dress up like, I don't even know what, this ridiculous mask. And that there's videos that uh, have since been released of like tests that they did for like an animatronic goblin mask where his face moved and it looked more like the comics. Yeah. Such a shame that they didn't use that. Yeah. Such a shame. Um, but it's a classic Spider-Man origin. Yes, it's played by somebody who's in their forties, but <laughs> but it's not actually. I looked up the other day. He's he was not... on, he was only twenty six. I mean, only isn't he meant to be like? I mean, 15? he's supposed to be like fifteen. Yes, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so... But he, I, in my head, I had him as being older than that in that film. It's because he seems old because yeah. he's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, but good. Fine. Good. No, not fine. Good. Sorry. Let's Good. be positive. Good. 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 And then Incredible Hulk, which I think is better than Spider-Man, apparently. How about that? And that is my worst film. Really? Yes. Oh, damn. All right. Well, let's talk about Incredible Hulk then. Um, explain yourself, maybe. I just think it's really serious and dark and 
armies and shooting and I don't know. And I just, I don't really buy the whole kind of relationship. Yeah. I just think, what are you doing there, love? It's far more trouble than he's worth. And do you know what I mean? And then it's just, I don't really get it. She's all a bit mopey and serious about yeah. it all. And like, I I do like Liv Tyler, but she's a bit much. Yeah. You know, she's a bit, oh my God, oh God. And it's just too much. Well, um, I maintain that that film would, that the best, because at that point, obviously you've got the two Hulk films. Yeah. Ang Lee Hulk and Incredible Hulk. And I think if they'd made the second film with the first cast, then that's the best of both yeah, worlds. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because then you get Eric Banner, yeah. who I think is very likable, and Edward yeah. Norton's a bit of a knobhead. He is, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Connelly, who's wonderful. Yeah. And you get Sam Elliott as uh, yeah. Thunderbolt Ross, which yeah. is just... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's mean. true. Yeah, because <laughs> Edward it is largely the... What's it called? Carson. The two main people. The leads, yeah. The leads, yeah. Um, he's just annoying. It's hard to like him. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And... I don't know, he's like this tortured being. Mm. And you just think, oh, no. Yeah. This is, this is, you're a monster. Yeah. You're a monster. You're a green monster who smashes things up. Yeah. Like, I just think that, to me, is a film where you need to be fun. Yeah. Or at least, I don't know. Or and in least... my head, he's like, he's not even green. He's kind of greeny gray. Because yeah, everything's so bit... dark. Yeah. And so it feels like it's like, well, we're not going to go green because that's just silly. Yeah. But you're like, well, it's all silly, isn't it? Yeah. So why are we yeah. taking ourselves so seriously? And when I think that's what it is. When you've got your torturedness, yeah. like even just dial that up so it's a bit more kind of melodramatic. Yeah. It's a bit more, Yeah. Know, because the, the bits something. where they do go silly, mm. so like he's got he's got that heart rate monitor yeah. and they have that very specific um, device where if his heart rate goes above 200, he'll turn yeah. into the Hulk. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So that gives you attention straight away and he's got to try and calm himself down, etc. And then in the end fight with Abomination, he smashes a police car in half mm. and then uses the two halves of a police car mm. as boxing gloves. Mm. Like, that's an incredible Hulk film I want to see. Yeah. Go more Action with that stuff. And, yeah. 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 It was just, it took itself way too seriously for me. Yeah. And I was like, this is just silly. So I can't be serious about this. Fair enough. And it wow. was too dark. And Edwin Norton's annoying, and Liv Tyler was all, oh, God, oh. And I was like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So wow. that's my, that I think that's the worst one. Wow. And I took, I created my worst one, my worst one list on what ones would I not ever watch again. <laughs> and that one is one. You'll I, never watch it again. I just see no reason why I would. <laughs> Fair so. enough. Fair enough. It's, it's the world of opinion that we find ourselves in, yes. you know? We're into our four stars. Okay, let's do it. We're into our four stars. First four star, X-Men, the OG. Which one is that? So that is the first one. It ends up in the Statue of Liberty's head. They have fights. Wolverine's there. Sabretooth's there. Toad is there with the long tongue. Yes. Not ringing a bell. No, yeah, I'm saying yes. Okay, Um, And the best part of this film uh, is it gets... Because this was like the first... This was before Spider-Man. So this is the first real attempting to be comic accurate in some way. Yeah. Because they had Blade before, but not enough people knew who Blade was. Yeah. To they could kind of do what they want with it, and the comics would just follow the films. But with this, people know who the X Men are from the yeah. uh, cartoon yeah. in the nineties. And so this got the two key kind of relationships 
of the Wolverine Scott Jean love triangle. Yeah. Great. Scott is the kind of square, kind of dependable guy. Cyclops, isn't Cyclops, it? Cyclops, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jean is, you know, Jean. a woman. Uh, and then Wolverine is like the cool kind of bad guy. Yeah. Uh, and they got that really well. Perfect. And then Professor X and Magneto get yeah. in that. And there's a conversation right at the beginning of the film. So the film opens up on a Jean Grey talking to the Senate, I think, about the kind of mirrors a, a speech that somebody made in the 50s with the kind of Joe McCarthy communism scare of, like, you know, trying to speak out for mutants and saying, you know, they're not all bad, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then Magneto leaves. Professor X sees him leaving and he leaves as well. And they have a little conversation on this kind of weird walkway thing that is perfect. It's perfect. I could watch that scene and have watched that scene many, many times since. It just gets everything so... That they're friends, but they have this fundamentally opposed view of this one central issue. It's kind of threatening, but it's kind of friendly. It's it's great, and it's Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's a coup. That's Jesus. a that's a casting coup. X Men, great. Ant Man. Ant Man, yeah. Great film. It is a great great film. film. Yeah. Very small, no yeah. pun intended, in terms oh. of keeping that money low. Yeah. Keeping the cost low. The second act is pretty much entirely within one house yeah it's funny it doesn't take itself too seriously and very inventive uses of the powers yes uh which you know we've said is a, a very important part of, yeah that makes the action a lot more yeah. engaging you know oh yeah you can do that with it sure yeah. why not yeah and they even take that to the next level with that man and the wasp but we yes. haven't got to that yet no we haven't which means it's better than that man x-men days of future past so that's the time travel one. The one yes. where there's the kind of the McKellen and Stuart in the future where the Sentinels are attacking. And so they send Wolverine back in time into the body of him when yes. he, in the seventies, I think. The one in the bar? Or... No, you're thinking of first class. Okay. With yeah. Magneto yes. in Argentina. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Jesus okay. Christ. Uh, Days of Future Past. Um, it's the one where, yeah, Mystique is going to assassinate somebody and they have yes. to stop her assassinating. Because that scene is like the rupture point okay. that led yes. to the bad future. Oh, yes, I remember, yeah. Really fun. Lots of weird stuff going on. Um, cool characters. Everything's a bit kind of crazy and comic booky in a way that, you know... The, Traveling back in time. At one point, Professor X has a conversation with his past self. That's great. That's fun stuff. Um, and then at the end of it, just says, "Hey, did you not like X Men Three onwards? This didn't happen. It's fine. We've just rewritten history, so we're all good. Fair play to him. Well done. Uh, next, Black Panther. Four stars. What a racist. Um, I think it's. I think it's a great film. I think it's a very good film because I've given it four stars." But it's just a lot of time at the beginning spent establishing this world where the, the actual plot of the film starts with Killmonger and that doesn't actually start until about halfway through the film. Mm, yeah. So just from a kind of structural point of view... It yeah, was a bit you're annoying. a stickler for structure. Yeah, and as much as he was a great character, a great, great character, yeah. I, the, the fight at the end was a shame. It kind of went back to your, kind of your Iron Man 2s where it's just, hey, here's a hero, and here's a slightly different version of the hero, and they're just all CG and they're punching each other. Mm. It's like, I thought we got beyond that, guys. 
I thought we'd I thought we'd move past this. Well, this is my second favourite. Whoa! Um, You're I definitely think... not racist. Well done, babe. Well, kind of, almost, I guess. If, if <laughs> You're I, almost if, not if racist. If it was my top one, then I'd be safe, but yeah. it's not. I really liked it. It felt like something different, and I think for yeah. me... I've seen all of these films. Um, usually, she says wearily. <laughs> usually at the cinema, and I felt like this um, it spoke to me because it was different. It yeah. really had a different vibe, mm. and it was incredibly creative yeah. um, and beautiful. Yeah. And it had some really. I, I agree with you that he wasn't necessarily the best character. Yeah. But I really liked the characters around him. Yeah. He had like the the supporting mm. cast like if of characters. Yeah. Like I feel like is one of the strongest. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. That there is in these kind of films. Um, there was a, I saw a thing some uh, recently where someone said because obviously Black Panther two has already been announced. Yeah. But at the end of Infinity War, Black Panther is you know dusted. Yeah. Um, but the good thing with Black Panther is Okoye could easily take over yeah. as Black Panther. Shuri could take over as yeah. Black Panther. Like, yeah. there's three or four different characters that yeah. you think, I could, I'd watch a film centered yeah. around this person. Yeah. Possibly more than T'Challa. Well, that exactly, is. that's what I, I mean. I don't think he was the most compelling no. thing about it at all. No. Um, but I do think that the I really liked the bad guy. Yeah. He had a clear motive. Yeah. He was engaging. He was threatening. Um, kind of a motive that you like. Yeah. Yeah, right. kind of. Okay. Can kind of see where it's Fair coming enough. from there, yeah. guys. Um, yeah, and so I just thought it was great. It was like a breath of fresh air mm. um, in terms of just being like uh, really creative, really different. Yeah. Um, and I love that it had this kind of almost, I don't know, this kind of, almost quite small story in that, that it was trying to protect his world and yeah. you know was he willing to put his world at risk you know for the rest yeah. of the world and and that kind of dynamic i thought that was interesting and yeah. different um and without easy answers yes exactly which is cut. great because yeah. it shows this kind of this conf- difficult question yeah um and like you said i like the fact that you can see the point of the bad guy that he's not just i'm going to destroy the world yeah. a la apocalypse or, or whoever yeah. it was um you know, he was much more like, I have a motivation yeah. and people could probably, you know, some people would side with me, some people would side with you. Mm. And yeah. Um, so I just thought it was great. And when I think back to that film, I just think of like how beautiful it was. Yeah. How. Yeah. The design was. Really yeah. Incredible. Like kind of knock spots of all of the other yeah. ones. Um, yeah. And how, how much I really enjoyed the, the supporting cast yeah. of characters as well even down to like the kind of other little tribes that there were from the mountains and stuff that they enlisted help from Baku yeah um yeah I thought that was really interesting but yeah certainly he was not the most compelling yeah there are lots of other characters that are much much better in other films but Mm. as a film as a whole I thought it was really good that was your second yes well well done well done Uh, and the final four star we've got uh, Doctor Strange uh, which I thought was really interesting, really fun. Um, I think suffered a little bit from being a little bit too similar to Tony Stark. That he's a cocky guy who then yeah. has to kind of learn humility by, you know, embracing yeah. something. I don't know. Um, but I think the biggest issue for me is, you know, a, a very difficult issue. They did good things with it, but I think the magic is just too 
it's a very tricky thing to kind of quantify yeah. and make you care about because you've always got this thing in the back of your mind that says, well, they could probably find some way of merging yeah, themselves whatever out happens. of yeah, yeah. this situation. But, you know, the, the, the way to counteract that of like, even if you're not looking at things, you know, being caught up in the peril, you can get caught up in the kind of visual spectacle yeah. because it's really like all the kaleidoscopic, yeah. you know, the buildings turning into flowers and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I think it's very, very interesting. And a great final battle. Yeah. Um, a different way of being a bad guy. Yeah. And that was a real like, yeah, it doesn't have to just be people punching each other. Yeah. It can be, he's oh outfoxed. God. Yeah. This bad guy. Yeah. This, I struggled with him. Really? Yeah. He's just so cocky. Yeah. Like, and not in a kind of cool way. No. Just in a kind of I'm cleverer than you mm. way. Yeah. And, and then it's a shame because then that kind of continues when he's Doctor Strange. It's almost he doesn't yeah. necessarily yeah. learn that much. No, he gets rewarded yeah. for being <laughs> an, a dick. Because he is the best. Yeah. He's the Sorcerer Supreme. But just like, no. Yeah. I find it hard, those kind of characters. I need yeah. some humility or yeah. some fallibility. Yeah. That, and likability. Yeah. And I don't think he has that. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. That's a fair point. And so now we're on to our five stars. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, and I might dive more into my five points uh, with these ones, with permission. Sure. Uh, it starts off with one that I'd originally pegged as a four star. But then when I was thinking about it, I was like, I can think of a lot more positives than any real negatives. Okay. That's Iron Man 3. Okay. Shane Black. Um it undercuts tension all the time in terms of little kind of quips, little kind of things, which I think is really fun. Um, you know, th- things like when they're hiding behind the thing and he takes a little look up and then comes back and he's like, right, what does it look like? And he says, I don't know, I look too quickly. That's, nobody could possibly see. It's little things like that of like turning tropes on their head, I think is really yeah. fun. Uh, I like that Tony Stark is the hero. It kind of takes him away from Iron Man for a large chunk of it. Um, and it forces Tony Stark to think, well, what can I do without these suits? Yeah. I can survive enough without these suits. Which is then kind of, again, undercut after the film by the fact that in the next Avengers he's just got another suit again. But yeah. anyway, that's, that's another film. Uh, his interactions with the young boy are really good. Because yeah. you think, oh, the young boy showing up. Oh, it's going to be all... But then it's because he's Tony Stark and he's kind of a dick. And he's like, oh, yeah, my dad left when I was blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, get over it. Everyone has shit. Parents, like, just stop whining about it. That's great. Um, the house uh, the house party protocol at the end, when all of the suits show up, I remember, I, th- I think I may have started crying. And th- th- that's one of the only instances that I can think of crying at something that wasn't sad. Because yeah. it was just so amazing. <laughs> just funny. having all of these Iron Man suits of different shapes and sizes. And this is the one. Oh, it's just oh, so good. And the Mandarin as well. I think a lot of people, I see all the time, and it really annoys me online, of uh, fucking nerds complaining that about the Mandarin thing, that it was undercut so much that it yeah. turns out he's an actor and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, but the Mandarin's such a big, important character in the comics. Yeah, the Mandarin in the comics is Fu Manchu. And in 2010, or whenever this film came out, or uh, 13 or 14, you can't get away with having a character that's Fu Manchu. Yeah. It's pretty racist. Yeah. So let's... Uh, and as much as the, the cool kind of character that... The, um, Ben, ben Kingsley. Yeah. Ben Kingsley created an amazing character. He's got that 
amazing kind of accent and it doesn't really make sense but it's amazing yeah that's great i just love i I think it's a great different way of showing a villain and it's a great kind of comment on the idea of you know it's all kind of perception isn't it what you see on the news and who knows who's behind all the things i think it's great i think it's a great film clearly five five stars bosh ant-man and the wasp that's five stars that's Thank for a sequel. Much. That is for a sequel to a film that only got four stars. Uh, it's very light and frothy, which after um, Infinity War was exactly what we needed. Ha- and we have already done uh, uh, flicks on this, so yes. I'm just going to breeze through these. Hank Pym, science adventurer, when he goes into the quantum realm to you look for his that. wife. Just amazing. Uh, Luis and the Truth Serum yeah. is hilarious. He's a great character. It's a great character and a great, like, how do you make him even funnier yeah. by giving him a truth serum? Uh, inventive use of powers, as we said before, it was taken yeah, to the next step. Yeah, that this time, yeah. Really, really cool stuff. Him being big and having to use the truck as, like, a skateboard. Yeah. I think that's great. I think yeah. it's hilarious. Uh, and then Walton Goggins. I think he's a great actor and I think he had a small part, but he did it very well as a, a threatening kind of businessman. Yeah. So he's great. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Five stars, thank you very much. X-Men 2, the fight between Wolverine and Lady Deathstrike is amazing. Really cool, really, again, inventive use of powers. Um, uh, Jason's Mind Games, where he's kind of dipping into people's minds and changing their perception of what they think is actually happening. Love stuff like that, because then it's the kind of unreliable narrator thing, yeah. which is thrilling when you see it thrilling. in a film. You're like, what I'm seeing on screen isn't actually happening amazing um the school getting attacked that sequence is amazing um in part because it showed us still to this day the best depiction of uh, colossus on the screen even though he shows up in deadpool and he's very good in terms of the look his actual yeah. powers and it's in part because it's only for like a two second shot um so it must cost lots of money to do but he looks amazing oh my goodness um magneto grooms pyro get these kind of little little kind of hints throughout the film yeah. where he's kind of building up this kind of, you know, Pyro's kind of got a bit of issues and he's a bit angry with the world and he doesn't quite know why. There's a couple of little interactions that he has with Magneto. He's like, what's your name? My name's John. What's your real name, John? And he kind of takes his lighter and then he hands the lighter back to him. Hands the lighter back, and he has to take oh, just little things like that. I love, uh, and then uh, Mystique breaks into the facility, which is something that's so cool. I genuinely think about it a couple of times a month, even to this day. Where she is pretending to be Striker, she's flanked by two guards, they're walking along with, with like machine guns. She, with her right hand, she grabs the front of the nozzle, what, the nozzle, the barrel yeah. of uh, the right hand gun smacks it back into the guy's into the guy's face on the right and then swings it round and the butt connects with the guy on her left just two movements and they're down and it's so smooth and so cool it's i'm getting emotional um next up we've got thor and none of these are cropping up in your top three not yet not yet not yet oh what's it gonna be thor classic hero journey starts off as a an asshole yeah. Learns humility and how to. And it's all Shakespearean. It's all isn't Shakespearean, it? yep. So we've got the kind of uh, uh, Shakespearean kind of fam- familial drama. Yeah. Uh, the the bi- brother. 
brother, the the father, uh, the scene that they have <laughs> in uh, Odin's trophy room, uh, where Hiddleston's like screaming at him that he's not his father and stuff. Just great. And then earlier on, when Thor gets his power stripped, he's like, "You're a, uh, you're a, a st- uh, cowardly young boy." And he just screams back. He's like, you're an old man and a fool. And you think, oh, this is some family shit that has been building up. Let me tell you. Um, the Warriors 3, I think, are great little kind of side characters. Kind of a shame that they get bitched out so hard yeah. in Thor Ragnarok because they just get dismissed quick. Um, and then Hemsworth and Hiddleston. Yeah. Um, just incredible casting. Yeah. In all of the, when I was younger and like X-Men films are coming out and everyone's like, doing their dream castings for you know other characters and thor was always an issue because he's got to be huge he's the size of a god yeah but then that doesn't always doesn't often come with uh acting ability acting skills yeah so a lot of the time it'd be like oh i'd cast like triple h the wrestler as thor and it's like but he can't act yeah you need that kind of and so chris hemsworth this fucking six five australian beefcake rolls in <laughs> and is an amazing actor as well yeah that's great Hiddleston comes in yeah tall enough to kind of so he's not this little weedy bitch boy yeah. but he's kind of ah, the little viper and the th- yeah. just amazing amazing yeah. casting um I think a lot of people shit on Thor really very unfairly yeah I think it's really good I, I agree and the funny bits with him down on earth Absolutely. At first, where he's just adjusting, yeah. throwing his drink down. Yeah. I remember yeah. laughing out loud at that. Yeah. It's like, bring me another, or whatever it was, and going to get a horse in the, the pet shop. And things I need like, a horse. Uh, it's a pet shop. We only sell like dogs and cats. Well, bring me one large enough to ride. <laughs> Great. Great. Yeah. Keeps that, keeps yeah. the humor. humor. Wonderful. Next, Spider Man 2. Uh, the best of Toby. The Toby ones. Yeah. Toby? Yes. You're putting Toby in for five stars. Five star Toby. That's what I'm calling. Doctor Octopus is an incredible villain. Still one of the all time best, I think. Alfred Molina, amazing. Yeah. And you kind of you understand his motivations, all of this kind of stuff. Uh, it's a classic Spider-Man arc. Uh, Peter's life gets shit um, as Spider-Man. Then he gives up being Spider-Man. And his life gets better. It, it says, hey, like, everything's telling you don't be Spider-Man. Yeah. But he can't stop being Spider-Man because he's a hero. Great power, great responsibility. Perfect. Um, and then the train fight as well. The fight that they have on the train is pretty amazing. Mm. Even though it doesn't make any sense that... Because Dr. Octopus is just a regular dude. Every time he gets punched in the face by Spider-Man, who has super strength, he should, his head should explode. But we'll give him that. That we'll aside... That side, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's real kind of classic Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. Everything goes wrong. Yeah. Everybody hates him. Mary Jane hates him. The city hates him. His boss hates him. Everything's terrible. That's Spider-Man. <laughs> um, Sounds amazing. And he gives it up and then everything gets better because he has time to do it. But then he hears those screams. He's like, oh, I can't give up. I can't give up because he's got the will of a hero. Next. Gosh, this is so emotional. <laughs> right? I'm tearing up. Uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron. A lot of people have this very low on the list. A lot of people do not like this film. I would say Let me tell you. it's like, it's one of the bottom ones. Yeah. Just, just letting you know. No, it's not on I, my bottom one, but it is on a lot of people's. I appreciate that. I understand. 
But you gave it five. But I gave it five stars. Because A, just having all of these characters interact just makes me happy. It gives me a... But they have already. But they have already. But just do it again. Fine. <laughs> just, do, just do more of it. That's fine. It's, it, it's, it is a lazier version of mm. um, the first Avengers. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work as hard. No. Um, but I, I think it's great. It's got James Spader in it. Can I just remind people by saying... That's always going to be a good thing Always going to be a good thing for me because he's amazing. Even though Ultron, kind of a bitch character and kind of gets, you know, a bit short shrift in this film. Yeah. But every time he's on with that voice, the James Spader... Oh, great. Uh, the opening sequence is brilliant because it just it's just fan service. It just shows the Avengers teaming up beating everybody up, beating up a load of kind of faceless mooks. Yeah. I could watch that for hours. I honestly could. Uh, and they get that amazing shot where they all kind of jump forward at the same time and it's all lined up perfectly. Oh, great. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. returns um, when they're when the Sokovia's flying up and they're like, we're all just going to die and it's all going to be terrible. And then the helicarriers show up and it's it, that's a real kind of hero returns moment for me. Love yeah. that. Um, the party is great in that it's just again showing these characters interacting. That's that's the joy of uh, a lot of Marvel comics. There's a kind of uh, a tradition with the X Men comics of having uh, every so often they have like baseball games or basketball games, and there's no threat, there's no villain. It's just the characters interacting. It's just yeah, seeing these to characters. Show the relationship. Yeah, and I I think they do that really really well. You yeah. get that really fun, warm Don Cheadle bit where he's telling the story to. Thor and Cap about how he dropped a tank in something and they don't really laugh and he's like that fucking story kills and then later on you see him just telling the tail end of that story to some normal people and they all laugh and he's like yeah that's a great little bits like that and then it also the great bit with the Mjolnir them all trying to pick it up yeah. sets that up so perfectly so that when Vision afterwards yeah. had the thing he's like oh that's so good that's so well done um, and then Hawkeye development because he does get Talk about short shrift. Yeah. He gets short shrift in the first Avengers film. Yeah. Doesn't really get to do much of anything. Um, and so this film, they, they give him the, the farm scene. They give him the, the backstory yeah. when they're attacking him on the tanker and Scarlet Witch is messing with all their minds. He's like, nah, not going to ha- happen because I've already had that happen to me and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah, give, give Hawkeye a bit of love. Mm. And then at the end, when, he's, when Scarlet Witch is a little bit wigging out and he's like... If you step through those doors, you're an Avenger. Like, you've got to do this. We're on a flying city. There's robots fighting, and I've got a bow and arrow. None of this makes any sense, but we need yeah. to keep on fighting. That's great. That's great. Age of Ultron. I'm, I'm going to stick up for it. Wow. X-Men First Class. That's the one I was talking about before. Is the best X-Men film. Yeah. Officially. Officially. I would agree with that. Uh, a real shot in the arm. It, after uh, X-Men 3, The Last Stand... All felt a little bit stale, and so this kind of really jazzed it up, really made it interesting. Uh, what have we got in terms of our points? We have got uh, the recruitment section, um, where they're going around and recruiting all the people, including uh, Angel, who's like a go-go dancer, where yeah. it's so 60s and really cool. Uh, uh, Professor X in the 60s, where he's like this kind of cool, like hitting on women and stuff, and oh, heterochrome here, and the yeah, yeah, that's really cool and a really different way of seeing yeah, somebody who like so original. kind of stayed, yeah. But like when and you get that sense of like you know all these people who are like these grand people now, 
when they're in their early 20s, they're probably little kind of party animals and stuff. I yeah. think that's really interesting. Um, tying it into the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. I think it was really clever, really yeah. interesting way of doing things. Uh, Magneto killing Sebastian Shaw with the penny oh, that yeah. he forced it into his head is gross. Yeah. But it really awful. makes sense and then sets him off in his character. But the best part, and you mentioned it before, Magneto in Argentina. Yeah. That whole scene. Yeah, again. it's really good. Oh, my God. And because that came from, they're originally going to have a Magneto spin-off film yeah. just for him, uh, about him doing that. Oh, okay. As being like this kind of James Bond going yeah. around Argentina killing Nazis. And I would have watched the yeah. fuck out of that film. He was very good, wasn't he? Yeah, so, so good. And back in this point where, you know, you get to like Apocalypse and stuff and they're still telling the same story, yeah. still doing the same thing. And, you think, mm. and yeah. uh, they even reference it in the Dark Phoenix trailer. Oh, really? Where it's like, oh, the same thing always happens. It always comes with a thing, and I always... And it, yeah. like, don't mock it yourself. Um, but yeah, that sequence. Iron Man. Iron Man, the first The one. first of the MCU. Uh, it's just a great film. It's just a great film. I uh, enjoyed that one. Downey well. Jr., incredible casting. Yeah. Like, he is Iron Man, really. Yeah. He's kind of really defined who the character is. Uh, the cave sequence at the beginning, because it takes yeah, that I time. Yeah, like that takes the time to set up who this character is before the actual Iron yeah. Manness of it all starts starts in. Shows him to be this kind of really clever guy, really inventive guy. Because I feel like a lot of the time in films, you get told that people are brilliant. Yeah. But that shows that he's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good scene. Yeah. Um, it's hash- really cool as well. Very cool. Yeah. All the like acetylene torches and stuff. And yeah. Uh, there's a great hero change again. He starts off like an arsehole. He ends up as a hero. Yeah. I mean, to a degree. He's still an arsehole. I mean, he's bit, always, but, yeah. Um, uh, the testing section is very funny. Oh, the, when he's, yeah. When he's testing out the flight suit and thing. And yeah. there's the uh, fire extinguisher yeah. robot that he talks about. You stay away from me. Yeah. Um, and final point, hashtag Jeff Bridges. I knew you were going to say that. Hashtag Jeff Bridges. knew it. Tony Stark! I knew you were going to say that as well! <laughs> a cave! With a bunch of scraps! <laughs> so good. You love him. Oh, he's great. Even though he ends up in a big suit at the end, it's all a bit silly. Yeah. It's just great. Just... Oh, Jeff Bridges. And the bit where he puts the things in his ears and then fucks up Tony Stark so he can steal his arc reactor. And he's just talking so kind of calmly. <laughs> Iron Man. Great. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, we're in the gold, silver, bronze <sighs> for me now. So how many gold silver ones that you've only done? Two. One. One. Of my top. Yeah. Yeah. So one. two of your tops are in three of my tops. Yep. <gasps> so it seems. Thor Ragnarok bronze. That's my bronze as well. Oh, high five. Why do you think it's so good, babe? <laughs> Tell me this. Um, I just think it was really fun, um, and uh, imaginative. I think the parts with the like amphitheater oh, thing, and the yeah, kind of blood sport, yeah, gladiatorial really interesting. Combat. And then they have the funny relationship with him and for uh, him and Hulk, yeah, which is very, yeah, very funny. I think there's a lot of humor squeezed out of that, yeah, because um, you because they have to like escape from this thing, but and they're the Avengers, yeah. But it's the two stupidest Avengers, yeah, having to come up with an yeah. escape plan, for the thing. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, strongest but stupid. Yeah, needs more cap. Yeah, um, yeah, and that other like little alien guy who's really funny. Cork. Yeah, there's a lot of humor in him. 
Um, yeah, so I really like that. Obviously, it's very visually interesting. Yeah, it's gorgeous. like really cool yeah. and different, yeah. um, which colorful, I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it was a kind of cool, different story for Thor. Yeah. Felt like he was mm. out of his comfort zone, out of his normal yeah. world. It was kind of like, let's take this character and throw them over here. Yeah. And see what happens. Yeah. Um, and I liked that. Mm. And I do, I really like, I like all the Thor films, really. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think he is very good. Mm. And then in this film, I feel like he developed a lot more. Yeah. It was a lot more interesting. Yeah, I kind of feel like this is the one that you really get the sense of. It. I mean, he finishes off, you know, as king of Asgard. Yeah. But this was the one that you feel like he really kind of earned it. Yeah. Yeah. The most. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you still have Loki knocking around, yeah. and um, you know, the, all the fun characters yeah. in uh, wherever that world is. Sakar. Yeah. The only bad thing is the girl's accent. Yeah. Good lord. Tessa Thompson. She's that a great accent. actress, but come on. Whew. That was rough. You don't need to. You don't need just to be English. Don't yeah. Just don't do that. Just don't do what that. accent can you do? Yeah. Do that one. Do that one. Let's do that one. <laughs> um, Test. Like mate. it could be anything. Yeah. Anything. It could be dog. <laughs> <laughs> we'll subtitle it. Fuck yeah. it. Let's, let's get on with it. Could be anything. Just meow at us. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> um, Tessa, how's your cat? <laughs> how's your cat, love? But yeah, let's not. <sighs> That was all over the shop. That's a shame. Yeah. And it's so distracting. And I'm sure other people don't find it distracting because yeah. they don't. Americans like, are like, oh my God, she sounds like the queen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is she Dame she Maggie sounded... Smith? Yeah. No. That, yeah. Anyway, positives. I thought it was very creative, very funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had a really good story as well. Yeah. So, and great acting for them. Hashtag Goldblum. Goldblum. Of course, I didn't mention him, but he is very funny in there, but he is ultimately just playing himself. Yeah. And for a very small part of it. Yeah. Just as a, you know, yeah. it's a large in the story, but in terms of screen time. Oh, very, yeah, very no, small. nothing really. Just waltzing around in a big gold yeah. dressing gown. Just having so much fun. <laughs> you could just tell. Just having a bloody whale of a time. And you know what? We were, we were having fun as well, weren't we? Just watching it. Just watching it. We were, we were having fun. weren't we? Whoa. Uh, so bronze, yeah. Bronze. Silver. <gasps> we're getting real crunch time. I knew this would be out there for you. Oh, you looked over my shoulder. Sorry. It's Spider-Man Homecoming. Knew it. Spider-Man Homecoming. You just love The Spider-Man. single greatest Spider-Man film that has yet been made. The why vul- Why is that? Tell us. The Vulture is an incredible villain. Yes. You understand his motivations. You don't agree with what he's doing, but you understand why he's doing it. Great villain. Plus. And Keaton. Yeah. Hashtag Keaton. Yes, uh, Ned. You love a, Ned. I love Ned. Great side character. So relatable. Yeah. Very earnest. And says a lot about Peter. Yeah. That he's his closest confidant. Yeah. I think get, getting to know who Peter Parker is by who he chooses to associate with, yeah. I think is a really nice way of doing it. And he's such an earnest, such a yeah. lovely little Like kid. geeky kid. Super like, geeky. Super unsure of himself. Yeah. yeah. Like we were watching it recently and he, um, when uh, they're getting ready for, for homecoming. Oh no, for the party. And Aunt May drops them off and she's like, that's a great hat, Ned. And he's like, thanks, it gives me self-confidence. I'm like, oh, my heart breaks for him. He's got a ways. Oh, <laughs> just to have self-confidence. Just, uh... Oh. An insecure teen. We were all Ned, weren't we? I certainly was. We were all Ned. 
although I could never find a hat big enough to fit my head. Uh, the twist is yeah. obviously amazing and leads to the best scene in the whole film, and it's just three people in a car. Yeah. That's the power oh, yeah. of storytelling. What, when he's looking in the mirror? Yeah, and he's kind of working it out, and kind yeah. of... Oh. <laughs> uh, and you can see, he plays it very well, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, Spider-Man, whatever his name yeah, is. Because you can see him getting more and more uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like, kind of moving around a yeah. little bit. And just kind of sweating, like, what? Yeah, yeah, I know, what? Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, look at that. It's so cute. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Tom Holland, I think, is brilliant. Yeah, he's very good. He's, I mean, I think he's in his 20s. I think he's, like, 21 or something. But he... He looks like a kid. Very well passes off yeah. for, a, for yeah. a kid, which is great. And he's a very good actor. Yeah. Because you don't get that with Toby no. McGuire or Andrew Garfield, really. No, he still looks a bit old. Yeah. Um, so he just, yeah, he seems like a kid. He looks like a kid. The yeah. others you can maybe buy as like 17, 18. Yeah. But this is like, he's a 15 year old kid. Yeah. Great. And um, all these little group of friends, they're all very young yeah. feeling as well. Yeah. Or, you know, the kids that he interacts yeah. with. So I like that because it feels very like high school y. Yeah. And um, I feel like, yeah, the other films didn't really, like, no. you have Mary Jane and you have. Harry Osborne and you have Gwen Stacy but they're also mature as well yeah you know it's the, no previous films have been interested in him being a kid yeah. being a teenager yeah like what and that that's that's the great thing of Spider-Man it's like he has all these problems as Spider-Man yeah. but then he has all these problems as a teenager as a teenager yeah um, I think it's great and yeah. all the kind of uh, talking to Karen his little kind of computer yeah. and his suit and yeah, all his suits, different fun. functions. They get a lot of fun stuff out of that, yeah. which is great. Um, yeah, I just think it's brilliant. Yeah. So, so good. And it's very good at, like, him not being very good at it. Yeah. Like, figuring his way through, Perfect. like, stumbling his way through yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I like that. Because yeah. it's not like, suddenly I'm a superhero. Because yeah. four seconds ago I found out I was a superhero. <laughs> like... Yeah, it, and even though in this one he's he's been Spider Man for yeah. a lot longer than any of the other Spider Man yeah. films, but he's still just mucking up. And, yeah, yeah, because he's he's just a kid who wants to do good. Yeah, and even in the 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 car scene where he's terrified, and then later on he's like, "Oh, I'm tracking the car because I left my phone in there." Yeah. So even in that moment where he is terrified for his life, he still. It's like, but I can't give up. Yeah. There's no, there, there isn't a moment that he's like, "Why well, I'm gonna give up?" Like he's telling me to do because yeah. he's gonna kill my family. Yeah, I can't do that because I'm a hero. Oh. You love it, don't oh, you? Oh, Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man. Spider Man. And then number one, it was always gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Avengers. It's my number one. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Hey. Why is it for you, babe? I think largely, emotionally, <laughs> because I know how much you love it. <laughs> and I remember going to the cinema to see that with you. Beck and, and Imodian. you almost like having a heart attack <laughs> of joy. A heart attack of joy. Um, yeah, and it just being... And I did really enjoy all the characters yeah. as well. And, so, and I was like, oh God, what is this going to be? Yeah. Um, but it's really enjoyable. It's really easy to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very well made. It's yeah. very funny. Um, and I, did, yeah, even not knowing all the characters, I enjoyed seeing them together and seeing them interact with each other. Yeah. But I think largely just because you <laughs> just, I've never seen anyone happier. <laughs> ever. 
It was so good. That's six years ago. I know. Six years ago. Um, yeah. It's it's great. Uh, let's go through. So Loki as the bad guy yeah, is he was really good. amazing. Yeah. And uh, I think when Tom Hiddleston read the script, he wrote a letter to Joss Whedon just saying, thanks so much yeah. for this. This, this is like a kind of once in a lifetime yeah. Oh, yeah. role a, to play. I mean, he plays a great. Yeah. His character is great. And it's all very big and over the top and yeah. like, oh, he's great. Um, the circle shot at the end, of course. Yeah. That, I mean, that's you the trailer shot. Heart attack. And I, yeah, that's where I had my heart attack. Um, one of them um, is just such, a, and with the music, because that's yeah. the first film that has a real, and still the only one, really, weirdly, is the big question mark of the MCU. Why yeah. do they not all have great theme. hero theme music? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. But Avengers does, and that's the first time they really bust it out. And they're all ready for it. And the Hulk's there. Ah, amazing. Um, the Hulk Thor fight uh, oh, yeah. was one of the times that I had a heart attack. Yeah. Because that hadn't been spoiled at all. Yeah. At no point in any of the trailers or TV spots had Hulk and Thor been like, right, we're going to have a fight. And so as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, my gosh, look at this. What's happening here? <laughs> Hulk can't pick up Mjolnir. Um, uh, Thor gets smashed around, gets the blood out of his nose, looks at it, and he smiles because he's like, yeah, I can, this is a proper fight for me. And he's crouching there, and he's got his hand out because Mjolnir's coming, and he can hear it. The Hulk's getting closer, and then he grabs the thing, and he smacks him in the face. And, oh, so good, so good. Um, the Black Widow interrogations, both of them. Yeah. So the Russian guy at the good. beginning yeah. and Loki partway through where, and they, they set it up. They tell you this is what she does. Yeah. And yet when Loki starts like. Going after Cussing her, her out really. Yeah. You, you link Quim. Amazing. All that time. She's just, she's playing him. Playing again. Playing him like a goddamn yeah. fiddle. <sighs> so good. So, so good. And then just the fact that they're all together. There's a big section that, in from a, a structural point of view, doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Because there's a lot of action at the beginning. And then when they all end up, between them arriving on the heli- helicarrier to uh, Hulk hulking out, there's a real big chunk of time where they're just talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which does Planning. Yeah, and... which is very slow. Yeah. But I, I mean, that's... Because that was the first time that was happening. Yeah. I was nom, 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 nom. I just thinking it. all of that. Up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just putting them all together just worked so well. So, so well. Oh, and kind of started off that yeah. tradition of those, like, yeah. superheroes being in each other's films yeah. and stuff. And that then was kind of, not so much with Age of Ultron, because it was largely the same people, but then Infinity War where yeah. you get like Guardians of the Galaxy talking to Thor yeah. and you get this talking to this and Doctor Strange talking to Spider-Man and all of these different kind of combinations yeah. of characters that you're like, oh, what would happen if they talked? And that's enough yeah. to make a fun scene. Um, yeah. Oh. So that's, so that's my top 30. Whew. And each of these, yeah, as I say, have uh, five points attached to them that I will possibly do it on Instagram or something. Yeah. Because I've put should. the work in, man. Yeah. Might as well do it. Spread the love. Um 
And so what are your bottom three and top three again, just to reiterate? Bottom, starting with the worst, is The Incredible Hulk, <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse, and Fantastic Four. Okay. And four stick. Four stick, yeah. <laughs> um, and then top are, in reverse order, Thor, Ragnarok, Black Panther, and The Avengers. Uh-huh. Oh, just terrific films. And all of them created by... Stanley, the characters. Yeah, which is very impressive. Incredible. And like so much of, and you get a film like Spider-Man Homecoming that's come, you know, this is like the ninth or whatever it is, Spider-Man film that's come along. Sixth, sixth, I think. Um, And the reason that, one of the reasons that I love it so much is because it goes back to the stuff that Stanley set up. Yeah. Of like the very core of the character. Yeah. Um... And that's that's the case for a lot of them. That the, the, now they're starting to realise that there's more of a, an audience because at the beginning, like X Men with their kind of leather suits and stuff, that I feel like they tried to kind of well, yeah, but it's not comic book. That's too ridiculous. So let's. Yeah. And I think now they're starting to realise that they can really lean into that thought. Ragnarok. Yeah. It's just pure comic book. Yeah. It's great for that reason. Yeah. All um, very fantastical. Very very fantastical. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, by leaning into the, the kind of ori- origins of the characters, I think the films are hopefully going to continue to get better. Yeah. We've got Captain Marvel coming up, and then, yeah, Avengers 4 next year, which still, bear in mind it's less than now six months before it comes out, we still don't know, even know what it's called. No trailers, no well, things, no things. They're trying to keep it hidden, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm desperate for them to just not do anything. And any trailer they have, just have... The directors, the writers, the stars, just as themselves, just an interview saying, hi, I'm Mark Ruffalo. I'm going to be in Avengers 4. It's going to be amazing, so just come and see it. Like, don't show a second of footage. I don't know if you'll get that. I mean, the balls on that move would be amazing. But I, I, think, this, I think they could get away with, it, with this. Okay. Especially, bear in mind, Infinity War is essentially just a part one. It's yeah. Not a full, you know. Yeah. Anyway. That was wonderful. Thank you so much for this. You're welcome. Joyous. A joyous way to spend a Sunday. And the perfect way to uh, give tribute to the late, great Stan Lee. He was a pioneer, a creator, a huckster, and a ham, and a hero to fans of stories both larger than life and human. He lived long enough to see computer technology catch up to his imagination and his creations bring joy to an audience bigger than ever. He knew that his characters would outlive him, which is the best gift the world can give to a creative mind. To you, Mr. Lee, we say thank you and excelsior.